as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris and Z. Interns because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hey guys, it's Eris. And I'm Z. And today we're going to be talking about hauntings. Ooh. <laughs> Happy Halloween, y'all. I think we both... There, there's... A, I'm going to put it this way. We, as our culture, mm-hmm. being Americans, kind of are obsessed with not just death, but, like, the afterlife. Haunt. Yeah, which is weird for, like, supposedly a Christian nation. Yeah. Who's like, the, there's a life after death and, it, you know, heaven and mm. all that kind of stuff. And we're, like, terrified of it and think that bad shit's going to happen to us when we die. Right. And it's super weird. Like, we have literally everything bad that's happened. It's just like, it's haunted. Yep. <laughs> it's haunting. There's yep. ghosts. Oh, somebody died. Oh, they're going to be a ghost. Be like, maybe they're just dead. But anyway, mm-hmm. so we have collected a ton of, I literally just stopped researching when I filled up two notebook pages full of hauntings yeah. of just houses. Never mind like museums or hospitals right. where a lot of people die or like, you know, you know my, asylums oh, or, yeah. Right. Like that, that could be an episode all on its own. I was and just we, doing house hauntings. And we. <laughs> and one singular car haunting. That was pretty both, fun. Right. <laughs> we, we both made notes separate from each other. Like we weren't on like the same computer. Like, oh, like here, let's make some notes or anything. Like we were separate and we didn't get a single one that was the same. Yeah. Like that's how many hauntings that we. I like, got Winchester House and I scrolled past it. Only because you had already said something at Winchester House. That's and true. I filled up two notebook pages right. without the Winchester House. So, like, <laughs> so, we, yeah. we, we would have had, like, one thing in similar. Right, right, yeah. It's just there's so much, so much to God, a our lot. history just as a world as whole. Because I know I didn't get exclusively American places. Yeah. Like, I got some place that's in Australia. You uh, did better for, for me than diversity. I got Japan. a lot of white people doing shit. That's I what mean, I got. I mean, usually that's what's going on. Usually. They were in different places but it was still the theme was white people are awful that's what I did that's the list I curated moral of the haunting (laughs) is that white people suck (laughs) pretty much and isn't that the moral of this story really yeah (laughs) white people suck generally a really common one a really common like haunting legend that people have Mm -hmm. all over the place it's not centered to one spot is the the legend of Bloody Mary? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Bloody Mary is actually based off of Mary the First, from uh, who was born in fifteen sixteen. She was the daughter of King Henry the Eighth. Hold on, is that Elizabeth's sister? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cool. 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 Got um, it. So she had like a really tragic background or whatever. Mm-hmm. Really needed to conceive uh, a child, or whatever, so she could have an heir. Right. Um, oh, that's like, like a big thing when you're had, monarchy, apparently. So right. lame. I'm not ever gonna do that. Right. <laughs> had like a phantom pregnancy, and then oh, like no. was like really into like trying to unite the nation and ended up killing like a whole fucking ton of people she was catholic wasn't she yes versus protestantism Protestant. that had like just happened yeah yeah okay yeah so that's where she got the nickname bloody mary was because a bunch of people died for being protestant while she was catholic and she was attempting to convert the country into catholicism that's kind of got a little tie in there mm-hmm. um so the, the name and the nickname bloody mary already existed there's a folklorist alan dundee who um, believes that the legend of Bloody Mary, as we know it, you know, you go into the bathroom, whatever, right, right. and you say the name three Beetle times. Juicer. yeah, got it. Right, right. <laughs> and then she shows up, and then there's supposed to be blood that drips down the walls, whatever, or something, or they have a mirror. And a supernatural episode where two really hot lumberjack dudes come in and right. exercise your house. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> 
but th- so this folklorist believes that it's a kind of a Freudian thing that middle school girls basically developed be about puberty because like there's okay. it's, it's about that age and like about there's blood. a sudden appearance of blood it's unexpected right. like you could kind of see where it, where it okay. goes All hand right. in hand yeah. that theory really kind of came about in the 1970s okay. um, I can see that too so, which is when it gained a lot of popularity was in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Is kind of when it became super, super common for people to do. But the legend of Bloody Mary led into the legend of the Candyman. So, oh, and that's shoot. kind of what I the Candyman was based off of. Yeah, I actually am very sketchy on the Candyman. Like, yeah. I, I have heard of it. Yeah. Um. Yep. Th- that's about it. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I recognize the name. So we we discussed Candyman a little bit in our, our legends and myth episode. We blasted past Candyman a little bit. We didn't get yeah. super in-depth. If I remember correctly, it was based off of, it was a short story that was based off of the idea of Bloody Mary that got made into a movie that, because the movie oh, yeah. was so popular, became like its own legend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a common theme in ghost hauntings is like the people who die at the house haunt the house. Yeah. Um, which isn't necessarily always true in like suppose like like real life haunted houses yeah they're haunted not usually because somebody died there but there is a common mythological theme in two houses in particular and this is this is we're going back into like white people doing awful stuff right so there's two houses that are connected in uh spirit one might say mm-hmm. the blickling or not blickling um rose hall in jamaica mm-hmm. and the Lollery house in louisiana okay and so Rose Hall is where Annie Palmer, a.k.a. the White Witch, mm-hmm. lived. It was a sugarcane plantation. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see where I'm going with this. Right, right, right. Uh, she, was the, she was the white landowner. Right. With a bunch of slaves. She's super thirsty. She's mm-hmm. super horny. Um, and she, quote unquote, seduced. That's mm-hmm. what all the books say. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say um, it's her slave. So that's not right. seduction. That was non-consensual. Yep. Uh, because especially... Also, if they said no, she had a 16-foot pit in her basement that she would just throw dudes who said no into. Yeah, and uh, and it's, so it, it's ha- the plantation is haunted and new tenants driven out. Uh, they hear the sounds of men's screams and doors slamming. In 1965, they converted it to a museum and there's still hauntings, but at least they don't have to worry about trying to get that lease <laughs> right from tenants uh, and uh lollery house basically the same kind of thing she except less less you know non-consensual seduction but more just non-consensual n- murder non-consensual murder right. yeah like t- to do weird kind of she she considered herself a scientist mm-hmm. and um so she would do weird experiments on her slaves right kind of see like she was really interested in pain she was a sadist so she wanted to see how long someone could survive with stuff yeah. chopped off of them. Like to chase little kids to their death. Um, make them jump off of roofs and stuff. Yeah. She's just... the yeah, Madame Lollery was a yeah. really horrible, horrible woman. And uh, so, so Lollery House, which you can't tour. You can you can go in front of it. Um, For a while there, I think it was like a breakfast, which I'm like, I don't even understand why you would do that. Oh my but, God. Yeah, I think that lasted for all of 28 seconds. But yeah, that one is super haunted. In fact, it's it's haunted enough that there's reportings that people outside the house can hear things. Yeah. Like you don't even have to be like in it or like spend a night there. It's like you can walk by and be like, 
holy shit, what the fuck was that? Be like, oh yeah, that's a Lola Rehouse. It's super haunted. Right, right. <laughs> so Okay, so so before the episode, we were talking about like maybe staying at bed and breakfasts of haunted places. <laughs> I would never stay at the Lola Rehouse, but I would totally stay at the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. Oh, um, yeah. And I don't, like, I think that it might be because of like the racial connotations. Like, I don't yeah. want to stay somewhere where a woman like murdered people because they were black. Yeah. But like just people getting their heads chopped in, like, well, happens there's, what you do. like Liz, sorry lizzie Gordon <laughs> murdered her dad if some stories are to be believed because he was a homophobe i'm yeah. okay with that <laughs> i i've heard i've heard some stories is because there was some kind of weird sexual relationship going on there yeah that he was like abusing her mm-hmm. um i've also heard though that like that murder wasn't the only axe murder in the area that there was like another town over where there had been a string or mm-hmm. one or two axe murders so lizzie just kind of took the fall because the father let her get educated and the sister let yeah. them get educated let them be over the age of when they should be married without being married so i don't know that one's an interesting one that we could explore on another another episode very interesting yeah Um, and actually like inspired i mean there's a the song but b lizzie borden took took an axe gave gave her mother 40 wax wax yeah i said axe (laughs) well she just has she she said here 40 axes mom (laughs) happy mother's day she's got a hardware store (laughs) she's just got a shipment of axes but like there's there's movies and stuff there's also a couple of book series yeah yeah like it's just just yeah. like the idea of a of a strong-willed educated daughter just fucking up her parent shit with an axe. You know, I'm, I'm there are there were some days growing up I thought about that too. I mean, yeah, what, what teenage girl doesn't? Right? <laughs> Although granted she was in her 30s. But anyway, that's not the point. Occasionally <laughs> I think about it when I'm in my 30s. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, I actually I would I would super I would I would be interested in a bed and breakfast on the yeah. board now. <laughs> so if y'all want to fund our haunting tour, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we should just put a link to our PayPal. You know? Right, right. Tip us a cash app. Yeah, like tip us a couple of bucks. It's fine. It's fine. Nah. Kind of hand in hand of like. Well, not hand in hand, but kind of similar to Bloody Mary about how, like, there are some places that have hauntings, like the La Lurie house, which is because something happened in the house. And then there's, like, Bloody Mary, which is just kind of a haunting in general. Right. There's the girl in the bathroom, which, um, who, her, her name is supposed to be Hanako. And, uh, it's said that... Flower child. Does that De- what that means? Depending on the characters you use, but one Aww. of the really common spellings is flower child. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But, uh, so the, so the, kind of the legend goes that in, in any school in Japan, on the third floor, in the third stall in the girl's bathroom if you knock three times oh. uh, Hanako will appear sometimes she's like a lizard creature sometimes Me. she's just got bloody hands um, and kind of the, the story is that she was in the bathroom during World War II when a bomb fell on her oh. and so now she just haunts schools all over Japan gotcha. um, another kind of version of it is that a girl was cut in half by a train and so, for whatever reason, now she haunts the third stall on the on third floor. Pull pit stop. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but, like, if you go in there and she's in there, she'll ask you where her legs are. And if she doesn't like the answer that you give her, she'll steal your legs. Crazy. So, yeah. So, that's kind yeah. of an interesting, like, not one place, but, like, you summon that kind right. of haunting. So. It also leads to an interesting thought that uh, that I kind of agree with, that institutions like schools and stuff Mm. like that their bathrooms are liminal spaces yes (laughs) so it's like it's kind of always the same bathroom maybe slightly different decor and paint job right right but like you walk into a girl's restroom in a school it's kind of always the same restroom yeah and i really like that idea yeah yeah pretty interesting 
Hey guys, it's Eris, uh, cutting in for our regularly scheduled commercial break. I'd like to thank our, our usual peeps, Pack Meal Photography in Coweta, Oklahoma. They are a photography business. They specialize in personal and personnel photography. You can check them out at packmillphotography.com. I'd also like to thank Mac Boyle for producing this show and also sponsoring it with his super cool fourth wall season two airing now. Super awesome. You should totally take a listen to it. The first episode is definitely out now. Next episode will be next week and then they're on thereafter until the final episode, which is uh, episode six, I believe. And it is super awesome. I am in it. I believe I'm even in the first episode. So you should definitely check out, listen for me. Listen for my beautiful voice. Me too. Z's also in it. <laughs> Z did a really good job. <laughs> my producer just chimed in and just to tell us that we are in every episode. So we're definitely there. It's like the world's greatest auditory Easter hunt. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Find us. <laughs> airing now partyapocalypse.com that's a very important part that's where you can listen to those and i'd also like to thank our listeners you guys are super great and i very much appreciate you z super appreciates you yeah. we text each other all the time and be like somebody else commented on our thing uh we'll try not to do that when we're driving that's a really bad habit of ours and we will stop doing that anyway uh thank you guys so much uh thanks for all of your tweets your likes your comments on our shows we'll keep airing them as long as you'll keep listening to them yep yep today's fact of the day everybody not everybody a bunch of people many many of folk watch football oh yeah um and it's football season so many a folk are probably watching football right this month probably second. right now <laughs> so what a lot of people don't know is that the huddle was invented by a deaf man um he was the quarterback for gallaudet is that how you say that mm-hmm. Ooh. yep gallaudet yep, university uh his name was paul hubbard before players began to huddle he would sign to his other players and he was getting really frustrated that other teams were starting to understand his signals and stuff so he like his sign language yes okay yeah so he got his players into a huddle and would sign within the huddle so that other people couldn't see what he was assigning as the next play. And so now, you know, whenever you're watching the Super Bowl or even just like, you know, your kid's high school uh, game, you have a wonderful deaf man to thank for that. So uh, I love it. I know, me too. Okay. Especially as a hard of hearing person. Like, I just, yeah. I love, I love learning things about the deaf community. Mm-hmm. So. Deaf community is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we is. Dude, the Deaf Man won. Uh, uh, Niall DeMarco won. Yes. Dancing oh, my God. I love stars. Niall DeMarco. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's the best. He also won as America's Next Top Model. Yes. And I just, I love Niall. Niall's amazing. He's kind of the best. He is. So on that very lovely note, we now unfortunately have to go back to our episode where we talk a bunch about ghosts. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Great. you have a personal ghost story? Yes. Yes, he does. Yep. It was a good one. The end. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was some wiggles and then some scares and then some loud and he couldn't hear and he was telling people to shut up and, and, and everything turned out okay, but there were still some wiggles and some ghost sadness and he was unsure and he's not sure where it ended up at. That was the most riveting game of charades I just have ever played in my life. <laughs> I wish we had a camera. Oh, man. <laughs> that was so good.
All right. We'll, we'll hit back up later. Maybe get, a, maybe get an auditory version of, uh, of that visual-only medium on a podcast we just received. Yes. <laughs> as, you, you, have, as, you had a personal ghost. Yes, yes. I've got a couple of them. Okay. At work lately, there's been some, some weirdness going on. Um, I was standing down the hall from a, a patient's room, and um, I just hear, like, this really loud bang. And this patient's very aggressive. So I went in just to check on the, the, the tech that might be in there and the patient. And I go in there, and nobody's in there. But there's this heavy box. The, the box probably weighs, like, 10 pounds. It's got, like, all the sh- soaps and shampoos in the world in it. And normally it sits on top of a 7-foot-tall dresser that has about a half-inch lip on it. Hmm. And it sits pushed all the way against the back of the wall. And it had fallen off the top of it and just into the floor. Weird. Yeah. So I was like, that's really weird. I pick it up. I put it away. And then I go back up you to... You just ruined that ghost hard work. Do you know how much I, energy I know. you had to get to push it up? It's <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I go back up to like the office area. I'm sitting up there charting and stuff. And then a chart, which is a it's a giant binder. It also probably weighs like two, two to five pounds or whatever. Because okay, it's got yeah. so much paper in it. Yeah. It's just, got like a room of paper in it. Yeah. yeah it just flies off of the, the cart that it's on. And into the floor. And I was like, all right, that's weird. Like, five minutes apart, there's definitely some shit going on here. Yeah. Floor's um, haunted. Floor's yeah. haunted. <laughs> yes. Um, and then one of my, my coworkers comes in from break, and she was like, that was really funny. And I was like, what was really funny? And she was like, I didn't even see you. I don't even know where you were hiding. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she was like, I was outside, and I was like trying to take a nap in my car, and I heard you, and then I couldn't see you. And I was like, I was not outside. I was not outside at all. And she was like, are you serious? Because I sort of got, I thought I heard you standing next to my my window. I thought I heard you say, hey, Audit, like, you know, like her name, whatever. And I was like, that is definitely not me. And then a few days later, a different coworker came in and said something similar. And she was like, you're really loud. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I was outside on break in my car. And I could hear you in my car with my music playing. And I was like, that was not me. Like, what the fuck? Oh my God, a ghost stole your voice. I know. And then, and then. terrifying. Yeah. And then my person and I. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I got to look up the phone numbers for an old priest and a young priest. (laughs) (laughs) And then then a few days later, my person and I were at a restaurant eating. And I had my cup sitting on a napkin. So, like, mm-hmm. like you know, sometimes, like, a plate will slide or whatever if it's wet underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was not the case. Like, my cup wasn't perspiring. And even if it was, it was sitting on a napkin. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, slid across the table in front of me. And then... Well, it got thirsty. Uh, right? <laughs> and, then, and then it disappeared for a while. Like, nothing was happening for, for a couple of weeks. And then yesterday, another chart, like, fell off or, like, flew off the, the desk next to me uh-huh. or whatever. This like, was around the same time that I got the mysteriously wo- the mysterious wound on my stomach. Yeah. Yeah, that was really creepy. Yeah. Because you told me that, and then, like, the next morning I woke up and I had this huge gnarly scratch. Yeah. Like, all up my abdomen. And I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. No idea. Just, it's, yep. like, it's scabbed over. It's weirdish. But shit. I'm like, oh! These these ghosts is attacking me. I have a I have a personal haunting story. This this is weird. <laughs> so my my one of my girlfriends in college mm-hmm. was like haunted mm-hmm. or possessed. I don't know. <laughs> it's I, I guess it's she had she had some other issues too. Right. Also the fact that she was like batshit nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but um. She, <laughs> The producer approved. <laughs> she was, okay, but she was super hot, though. I'm right. Saying, right? <laughs> of course she was batshit nuts. She was hot. But she had a ghost that, like, mm-hmm. followed her around. And I could see her. And she would, and my girlfriend, whose name is not Abigail, mm-hmm. would, like, be talking to someone named Abigail. Yeah. 
And what? I could see, like, so it was weird because she, the ghost, I'm going to mm-hmm. say the ghost appeared, not my, not my girlfriend, but, um, my girlfriend would never wear white. <laughs> uh, Especially ex, not should, after Labor Day. I should say my, I act like, like I'm still dating her. We are not, we are not still dating. Right. She cheated on me twice. Uh, oh, dick. Right. So the ghost, Abigail, air quotes, mm-hmm. um, she was like, kind of just like a blurry white spot, mm-hmm. um, in like the usually corners of the room. She was very high. She was not mm-hmm. like a, like a walk on the floor kind of ghost. Right. And at first I was like, am I seeing something? Cause it's like, you know, sleeping at my girlfriend's house and that kind of thing. I was like, maybe it's just the light or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. for a while there, I was just like, that's weird. Am I seeing this? I think I'm actually seeing this. I'm also super blind. So I'm like, it's night, you know? Right. And you like put your glasses on. I'm like, no, I'm definitely seeing this. And it's just like this blurry white spot. I'm like, maybe it's the light. But like everywhere we slept together, like it would, it would follow her. It would follow my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if the curtains were closed, open, if it was light outside, if it, well, I mean, it was always night, but that's when I could actually see it. Right. Doesn't, didn't matter the angle, anything like that. Like it was just a blurry white spot in the corner of the room. That's creepy. Wherever, wherever uh, my girlfriend was sleeping. And it would like, when she woke up, she would not it would just disappear. That's really creepy. Yeah. So anyway, that's my haunting story. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I have to tell you about another one. Cause I've got, I've Abigail's got so gone. Many. Abigail only followed Karen. Like <laughs> that's, that's creepy. Okay. I have, I have another one. I have so many of them. This is just going to become the me show. All right. That's probably like five or six. My sister, who's like a year older than me, helping, well, helping, because we were only like five or six or whatever, clear out this um, house that my great-grandparents used to own that my grandparents were renting out after my great-grandparents had passed away. Oh, okay. And so we were in the back room or whatever, playing and stuff while everybody else was actually doing work. Mm-hmm. And, um, as kids do. You know, yeah, as yeah. kids do. And I can't remember, I can't remember who it was that came in was talking to us. It was either my mom or my grandmother. We were, you know, talking or whatever. And, and it sounded like we were having a conversation. And then they come in. They're like, who are you guys talking to? And, and we were like, oh, we're talking to Mr. Plummer and his mom. Immediately, they like rushed us out. And mm-hmm. we were like, like, we're not allowed to go back anymore. And then I found out, it was probably like a year or two later. I think my grandma was taking me to school. And I was like, oh, look, there's Mr. Plummer's like gravestone. Because we would pass by the cemetery every day on the way to school. Mm-hmm. And there's a gravestone that sits like right next to the road. Like, obviously inside the cemetery. But you can see it from the road. It's right, not right, a right. huge fence or anything. My grandmother was like, oh, yeah, he that's the guy that shot himself and his mom in the rock house. Which is what we called that house that... That we like fucking oh. We was like we was like talking to Mr. Plummer or some shit like Yeah. My bean is blown. Yeah. And I don't I don't know I don't know if like because I don't remember it. Like, I've just heard stories about right. when this happened. Because I was but only, like, five or six. Yeah, like, you were five, yeah. I don't know if, like, we had heard stories about Mr. Plummer. And so, like, you know, they're like, oh, like, Mr. Plummer lived here. And, like, so that's what know. we were just incorporating Occam's that in our raisin. game. Right, or... Like, uh, Occam's Razor. I totally messed that one up. <laughs> Occam's Razor. Like, right. maybe you were just speaking to the undead spirit of Mr. Plummer. I mean... <laughs> if you have to jump through 8,000 hoops to get the other one versus I was just talking to the dude. Right, right. But the, that that grandparent, the my grandfather who, like, rented that house out or whatever... I was really close to him whenever I was growing up. And then he passed away a few years ago. At the time, I was working as, like, a CNA. And I would, um, like, just go to people's houses out in the middle of nowhere that lived, like, way out. Oh, couldn't like get a lot of help. kind of thing? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, and so I was, like, out at this house, driving back in, and, and I was borrowing my person's mom's car. And something had been going on with it. It had, like, the emergency swerve control or something, which is what, what helps you 
not hydroplane. Like it's it oh, kicks on okay. and it kind of like helps you right the the wheels and stuff. Gotcha. But anyways, and it would like it would kick on and off at the weirdest times. Like you'd go over railroad and it would kick on and it was like trying to keep you from hydroplaning on some railroad tracks. Uh, okay. um, it was it was just super weird. So I was on this dirt road out in the middle of nowhere and like twenty yards to the right was a highway which was had like no exits anywhere near it. It was just like the weirdest stretch of nowhere. So I'm driving down it and all of a sudden the emergency swerve control kicks off and I slide nose first into a ditch I start to go and the ditch is like six feet deep and there's a gas main in it and I start to go for it and all of a sudden the whole back end of my car flips back around and I do a 180 and I slide through this barbed wire fence that splits the the dirt road and the highway up onto the highway I panic hit the gas because like I'm in oncoming traffic and I dart back through the ditch up onto the dirt road and I stop and my my airbags didn't go off you know like well the airbags that's normal (laughs) right 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 but like I I I had like it was it was like crazy it all happened like within a few seconds so i get out of the car i stumble out and i turn around and i look and it just like burst into tears because there's not a single scratch on my side of the car and i had done like several flips like i had like turned several times and then like i'm giving like i get ended up getting a ticket from the the cop whatever that showed up because he was being a total douchebag i'm like looking over the ticket and i realize it had been exactly a month to the day of my grandfather's passing so that was like the kind of the short version of of the the story but like there's Probably no way I should have gotten out of that. Like I nosedived right. into the ditch, flipped around, should have hit like so almost many gas opportunities was in. of like final destination. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Dang. I don't know. I like to think that maybe he was there helping out a little bit. Yeah, actually, that that reminds me of a. This isn't my story. This is uh, my friend. My friend when I was in college, mm-hmm. um, her father passed away. He was a he was a football coach and something or other, and mm-hmm. he he like always had pennies. Pennies was like his thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really like i said it's not my story it's my friend's story so i'm getting some of the details are hazy and weird pennies were like his thing and in fact like so much so that his kids and some of his grandkids who were old enough at the time got penny tattoos Mm -hmm. to like remind them of of their father slash grandfather but when he died uh suddenly Mm -hmm. uh, it was medical malpractice Mm -hmm. um which really sucked and so that would be like, they're going through some hard times. Pennies would appear kind of randomly, like Aww. literally sometimes to lead them to the thing that they were trying to do or trying to find or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then my, my friend was having a really hard time in general, but with a specific, like, I can't remember if it was like a decision or something. I think it was right around the time that she was actually buying her house. Literally, I watched this. Pennies were kind of coming from the sky and hitting her on top of her head. As if, like, her dad was just like, you idiot, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And I was like, we're outside. I don't understand where, like, because it was like five pennies. (laughs) It was like, where are these pennies coming from? And they were, like, pelting her on her head. And it's really funny now. (laughs) But it was also, like, it absolutely looked like a a kind of upset father going, the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Finish your degree! (laughs) That's really cute. Aww. Some other famously haunted places there's so other many. than us because we're so famous really? uh, <laughs> stanley hotel which is famously oh, yeah. what stephen king based the shining off of yeah um Overlook, Am- well yeah the yeah, right yeah. right amityville um house all the movies which is for sale and has spawned 23 <laughs> movies um, obviously it's for sale i'm just saying that house is super haunted right um in 1974 uh ronald j defoe defoe 
whatever, Defio oh. Jr. Yeah. Um, he was 23 years old. He shot his parents and his four siblings while they were sleeping and then claimed that a disembodied voice in the house told him to do so. Oh. And then there's also the Winchester house. Yes. Which yeah. was bo- owned by Sarah Winchester, the widow of the son of the founder of <laughs> the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which is basically like the Winchester but, but, rifle. No, yeah. <clears throat> Um, a psychic told her that she had to build a house for the victims of, of the, the gun, gun violence, of the yeah. gun violence. Yeah. Um, so in 1884, starting in 1884, uh, and for the next 38 years, workmen built day and night on this house. So there are windows that go into other rooms. There's staircases that don't go to anywhere. Yeah. Um, and she was, died in 19... 19- wasn't it something like there was a curse kind of thing? Like yeah, that's what the... If you yeah. ever completed the house, that would be the day you died. Yeah. She, she ended up dying in 1922. Um, so when she died, the house had 161 rooms, Whoa. 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, 10,000 panes of glass, and two basements. Um, and notoriously, the wheelbarrow ghost, who was a workman there, uh-huh. um, continues to try to build onto it. So those are some other famous places yeah. that I had looked up. Yeah, um, there's one last one that I wanted to bring up, the, the mm-hmm. Morley Rectory. And I wanted, to, I wanted to bring it up because it's actually the first ghost hunter... That was the place he investigated. Aww. And so the Borley Rectory was built in 1863 on top of a convent, like like an old, like raised to the ground right. uh, convent and, and um, monastery. Basically, like there was lots of hauntings already. And this is very similar, like built on like burial ground kind of style story. Right, right. But basically, like they built it on top of this, this convent for a, a reverend and his wife. And immediately the house was haunted. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as they were like, honey, we can move in. It was like... Bam! Ghosts! Right. And, and so they started They started tracing the ghosts back to, they because uh, I guess as one does, right. to this story of a the, a nun and a monk, the nun who had lived at they this banged. con. Yes! And they oh, tried snap. to elope, but they got caught. So the monk was hung and the nun was never found again. Mm. Until, and so like this, and this got kind of vaguely famous or whatever. Um, and so a newspaper in the area hired this guy named Harry Price mm-hmm. to go investigate the Borley Rectory. And he tried to do it in a, in a scientific manner. He had cameras and like fingerprint kits and, mm-hmm. and like he had like lots of different like measurement tools, a lot of the stuff, uh, like, so the kind of the normal kind of fare of haunting, extreme cold spots, stuff would move randomly, weird right. noises, laughter, that kind of thing. And it came down to, they actually found a body the nun had been walled up in the convent for her sins oh my god yeah uh so that's the poorly rectory um and then it burned to the ground in 1944 of course of course because i was like that's enough of that i guess right (laughs) that's really cool yeah (laughs) i i I have one more that i want to talk because i know we're kind of like last one last on time yeah we're gonna so it's called the devil's pool it's in babinda queensland australia Mm -hmm. historically there was a young aboriginal couple who were from different warring tribes okay and they were forcibly separated at this pool but the girl who didn't want to live without her lover threw herself in and drowned. And so now it's said that she pulls unsuspecting men into the waters. So in, in 1959, officials started counting the mysterious drownings. And there have been 17, 16 of whom were men. Okay. So that's that's pretty creepy. They've all like mysteriously disappeared. Like no bodies have been found. Hmm. There was in 2008, a 23-year-old Tasmanian seaman. Mm-hmm. Who uh, whose name was James Bennett? Yeah, say, just say sailor. Oh, sailor. I wanted to say seaman. All right, <laughs> okay. get off my back. Anyways, so James Bennett he. 
drowned. His friends were there. They saw it happen. It was just like Yikes. the weirdest, like, it seemed Therapy like he was- for life. <laughs> right. Seemed like he was being pulled under and kind of almost like teased with, like he'd come up and then immediately be pulled back down. And right. It was, it was very, very traumatizing for them. But his body appeared in a different area of the pools three days later and locals erected this part is like so weird locals erected a um erected I know, sorry I i'm sorry okay, okay <laughs> so they erected a like a little sign or whatever like a plaque almost um but not like an official plaque for him that just says like he came for a visit and stayed forever <laughs> what like some fucking creepy ass shit like i but also like you know if what? i were to disappear Pools haunted town's haunted right <laughs> if i were to disappear i would absolutely want a sign like that somewhere that's true like I'm giving y'all permission. Maybe his friends were like, okay, he would love this, though. Right, right. Maybe he, maybe <laughs> he would find this hilarious. Yeah. Wherever you are, James Bennett's spirit, I hope you enjoyed that sign. <laughs> and I think that's going to do us for our episode. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Um, I think uh, up next is a surprise to it's both surprise of us. To both of us? Oh, wait. Just kidding. It's Eris's drunk story. <gasps> Fuck. All right, I'm going to get wasted. Catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like, 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 like. And subscribe to As the Myth Turns on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. And visit us on patreon.com slash ATMT. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, as the mythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetech.com. <laughs>